Hi everyone, welcome to the AI of Mankind show, where I share anything interesting about mankind. I'm your host for this season. My name is Andrew Liu. I've worked across four continents and 12 international cities. Also, I've worked in tech startups across a range of roles from selling products, making customer happy, figuring out fundraising, making finance tick, building teams, and developing sticky products. Apart from building startups, I've also worked in Fortune 500 companies as a chief data scientist or technologist or people leader. You can call me Jack of all trades or master of learning. I hope to make this podcast show a great learning experience for us. In each season, there is a series of interesting things where I invite guests to share their views about their life and interests. Now let the show begin. Hi everyone, thank you for coming to the show. Kindly allow me to introduce my guest for today, Jaya or Dr. Jayaratnam Pillay. Jaya is the Chief Innovation and Data Science Officer. He has run his own technology startup company and consultancy firm offering regional experience in providing analytical and data science work for companies and government agency in the likes of United Nations, Asia Development Bank, you know, and also particularly specializing in developing strategic decisions using economics, data analytics, and artificial intelligence. Jaya has done over 20 analytics-related projects and widely published papers in economic policy, digital transformation, and entrepreneurship, while working and living in 11 international cities. He has expert-level advisory experience in deploying end-to-end data engineering and data systems. In addition, he has obtained his PhD in economics from the Australian National University. Let's put our hands to welcome Jaya. Thank you very much, Andrew, for having me part of your podcast. It's such a pleasant surprise. I'm pretty good. Okay, so the purpose of this podcast is to really understand topics in AI or artificial intelligence, understand digital transformation, and also understand about your story. So my question to you is that we're living into a new post-COVID-19 world. What do you think is about the impact of AI development on the future of work what we can look at is how AI tools can transform future workplace, right? Right. Uh, by reducing the repetitive work and supporting employees. So some of those common things which we have seen is like machine learning. It's a solution that encourages the computers to act without programming assistance or human intervention. Very limited human intervention, right? Automation, right? Program robotic programming tools can perform repeated high volume tasks to give humans more time on other projects right nlp very interesting natural language processing identify human language to support data gathering processes and customer service right so in in a nutshell ai has two main areas which we can actually uh, uh, be used to 
enhance the future of work. That is conversational AI, which is relevant for the future of work. Companies developing speech-based assistants like Amazon Alexa are capable of responding to human language, as well as IBR system and chatbots. Next is how such virtual assistant and chatbots are helping and enhancing efficiency. Machine learning algorithms and artificial intelligence are moving beyond the basics of understanding of the text. So now search chat box are able to set up meetings. Search chat box are able to give comprehensive answers about for, for customers' questions. Uh, they are readily available when they are 24-7, right? So many leaders in this AI space believe that virtual assistants will transform the future workplace by giving every employer the support they need, right? Uh, well, we, in fact, one of my very important experiences that when I was developing the Future, Futuristic Intelligence Institute together with a, 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 what we call private investor, we wanted to develop chatbots in the vicinity of education. That is how students can actually use chatbots to understand the kind of courses, the syllabus, how, uh, what kind of languages they want to take, what kind of courses, which allow them to progress in their, in their career path. As you mentioned in your previous example, that chatbot that you use for educational technology, right, at fundraising and uh, do the development of the study about the user experience test, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, what happened uh, to that progress? Like, do you, how many students managed to sign up? What was the feedback like? Yeah. I mean, it, what what would happen is that while I was completing my deanship at this university, we were almost 10, 15 percent down the road on the chatbox development and um, what you call the, the the program itself. The launch had a pre-trial uh, mode, and that's when I was shifted to another university as an associate dean. So. To my best knowledge, what happened is that the enrollment actually increased by almost 5 to 10%. Instead of face-to-face, -face, a lot of them were able to actually undertake this chat box conversation uh, to find out the, the, the relevant courses to do, uh, what kind of path they should take in the degree courses. Even high school students, right, they could actually chat, uh, chat, chat with these virtual assistants to actually get help to entry into the uh, to the university and what kind of courses would actually fit in their um, with their taste and their aims their ambitions so it was very helpful you know these days everybody work from home like parents like you know my co-workers or my ex-colleagues or my friends who are who have kids they have to do home-based learning in Singapore I believe that during COVID-19 times for a lot of countries that was on lockdown there were a lot of schools that would say you have to do home-based learning and in home-based learning with such a chatbot, the parents will probably feel at ease. What do you think? Yes, definitely. Because if they can't approach a face-to-face -face interaction with the teachers or the administrators, the best next choice they have is AI, the, the virtual assistant, something which they can go to. It's like the go-to machine, the go-to person, right? The usage of AI has to be increased in order to should be improved and increased so that these machines can be trained a lot more better. Yeah. Um, now, coming back to uh, this interesting question, like, to what is the best book that you read about digital transformation? Or what is the best book that you read about AI and why? I would say there is no one handbook or 
which actually deals with everything you know, know about AI or digital transformation. That is a fact, right? I'm not going to lie about it because, as I said, my background comes from a very interdisciplinary AI and digital idea, innovation, adoption. It's all in the last 10 years I've been working on it and I'm still learning, right? So while I'm at, I have developed the skill sets and expertise in this area, I'm still learning. So to my best knowledge, right? I would say, I would like to recommend, if anyone is interested, to look at three main books, which I always like to refer back is, one is the AI Superpowers, China, Silicon Valley, and the New World Order by Kai Foley. Amazing book. Life 3.0, Being Human in the Age of AI. This is a very intelligent book and very funny in, in many sense, the way he presented. And the last but not least is the future is faster than you think how converging technologies are transforming businesses, industries, and our lives by Peter DeMantis and Steve, Stephen Kotler, right? Uh, very product provocative books, yet very excellent to actually uh, handheld lots of readers through this whole idea of digital transformation because people are yet to understand what exactly digitization is and what digital transformation is. Right? People are still in this cloud of understanding what exactly they are. I would say having a look at these books would kind of like give you the basic understanding. Right? Uh, they give good framework how to rethink businesses and operating more, especially what it takes to sustain and have a competitive advantage. Right? Not only are they excellent in the content, they highlight the global challenges and of mankind, particularly which I strongly feel so coming back to you just mentioned about like we were talking about what are the best books that you read about digital transformation it is uh, the first book if i recall correctly it's ai superpower china silicon valley and a new world order by lee kai fu mm -hmm. the second book is uh, life 3.0 being human in the age of ai by max tegma and mm -hmm. the third one was the future is faster than you think how converging technologies are transforming business industries and our lives by Peter Damates and Stephen Kotler, right? And mm -hmm. you know, because these books actually, like you said, it provides a good framework to rethink business and operating models with AI. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what about uh, you know software and application? What is? Oh my God, Andrew, you're killing me with these personal questions. Well, as I said, uh, again, this is another of these questions where I'm not promoting anybody. But I'm very comfortable knowing that I have a one uh, go-to application like LinkedIn, right? A, because I get very latest information. B, keeps me posted about the professionals in my field and their work and uh, achievements. And C, it is very up-to-date, right? Uh, I don't feel like I'm left out with the news, with the activities, with the professional network. So it's like one of my number one software where I, uh, it's basically like for me reading newspaper, right? Uh, consistently being updated with so many interesting facts and scenarios. The software which I always enjoy uh, using, that's a personal thing, is Startup because coming from econometrics and modeling uh, guy, but with the adoption and uh, the reason love affair with Python and R, um, I would say these three basically make my, my, my life a lot more easy when I'm analyzing data, uh, presenting visually, 
um, uh, and integrating it a lot well with a lot of the newer softwares which I'm learning, right? Because it's, 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 it's amazing, amazing what I can do now with those, as opposed to maybe 10, 12 years back where I was just using eViews and Excel. Now I'm, I'm able to look at terabytes worth of data and able to run models along these packages itself. And of course, uh, I, I am a, been a Mac machine user, so I love my Mac products. I'm not promoting anything. Uh, I'm not supporting anything. It's just that I've been using Mac products and its uh, products for so long because it has very good level of security and stability and never had any issues that should. Uh, so yeah, these are the things which I, it's personal take for my as, uh, outlook and expectations. I see. So LinkedIn is your number one uh, for communication and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Stata for econometrics, R and mm-hmm. Python for analytics, policy modeling work, mm-hmm. and for hardware, uh, toys is Mac stuff. Okay, cool. Yes. So mm-hmm. now I know that you definitely has been um, in the uh, analytics, digital, AI, machine learning space uh, for many years, um, almost like uh, 15, 20 years. Yes. Now, the interesting question is that for those folks out there who are keen to start a career in this space, what are your top three career tips for them? I would say, uh, I have this uh, nice saying in my head, ACT, ACT, that is, accept the future of digitalization, right? Do not run away, simply because I have friends who have ran away and regret not actually being part of it. So act on it, right? Accept future. Carve out your interests. Like for me, Python, it's like, wow, there's a program called Python. And when I jumped on of it, like R and Python, I just enjoyed it because it made things so much easier. So you have to carve out your interest in digitization. Can be artificial intelligence, can be neural networks, it doesn't matter. Even trying to actually learn the, the advanced modeling in used in Excel. Carve out your interest in digitization. That's important. And last but not least, transform yourself. If you don't transform, you're going to be left back because digitalization of services and activities and even education. So learn, act, uh, and carve out your interest. So act is once which leads a comprehensive and uh, inclusive digital habit. Wow, that's a very good three tips. Let me recall. So it's act. Is called accept the future of digitization, carve out your interest in digitization, and transform yourself towards digitization. So, if act uh, anybody can embrace to have a kickstart uh, in their career in the digital uh, machine learning space. Yes, so definitely. fantastic, uh, folks yeah. out there. So, uh, we are coming to the end of the podcast. Last but not least, what is your request? from those listening to this podcast. Andrew, I would like to say it's a pleasure to present all my views about the world of digitization and digital transformation and the application and the impact of AI. I've always been an explorer of new knowledge, right? I like to experiment and, and obviously coming from a academic background initially as an educator and I continue to do that. My strong wish is that with the new era of AI and the metaverse, which is just about running, let's say push over industrial 4.0, let's bring in the metaverse, mankind should not focus on towards such tools to improve lives, create a sustainable future. Funding clean technology, 
solving and preventing environmental degradation and climate agenda. They have to actually increase the possibilities of new uh, inclusive innovation. Remember, what we need now is inclusive, not exclusive innovation. And formally leaving a positive future for the next generation because that's what we all are here. This is what mankind is about, right? We have the tools, but we need to have strong mindsets to lead the way. This is my urge and strong ideal, ideology, I would say, right? My, my, my feel to, to say this is what we need to do. Wow, okay. That's a very uh, handful of uh, new inspiring words that uh, you give out to the audience of this podcast. So let me summarize is that, you know, you're appreciative out there and your ask from the audience is to, you know, use tools, embrace inclusive innovation, make a positive future for the next generation. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you are tuning in, Remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and acquaintances. See you later and see you soon.